0: Welcome to The Healing Cocoon. I'm Jacoby Gray, soul alignment and success coach and energy healer, which means I can intuit the subtle layers of your energy field to promote ultimate health and well-being. My goal for this podcast is to shed light on the healing journey itself and help you feel more supported as you embark on the process of unpacking your past to consciously create your present and start living the life of your dreams. Through the study of coaching, kinesiology, holographic kinetics, meditation, Reiki, the chakra system, and many other modalities, I've learned how to release the blocks that were holding me back. Now I'd love to help you do the same. By embarking on your own self-healing process, you'll see the world transforming around you in ways you never thought possible. You'll begin to experience more connection clarity, love, fulfillment, synchronicity and success than you've ever had before. So welcome to the ascension. Hello beautiful humans and welcome back to the Healing Cocoon podcast. It's another another metamorphosis chat part three this week um following up parts one and two of how I became an energy healer with a little gap in between if you've been following along you will see that I experienced some resistance to recording this podcast episode and so there was a little episode about resistance in between but uh when I think about it um yeah I guess my journey (laughs) um I don't know I'm laughing because I feel like this is when I really part three is when I truly stepped into my gifts and yeah so there was some crazy experiences that I lived through along the way and um, a lot of healing subsequently that I went through which also allowed me to step into my gifts but I'm trying to keep these episodes specific to the moments that Uh, awoke awoke me or were were part of my spiritual awakening the healing process I went through I will absolutely um, talk about at a later date but that was concurrent to the spiritual awakening so in the last episode Uh, I talked about the energetic activation that I experienced when I first landed in the U.S. after winning the green card lottery in 2009. And I tracked my spiritual journey between then and my permanent move to L.A. in 2015 with my then husband, leading up to our separation at the beginning of 2017 and our divorce, uh, which was finalized amicably, thankfully, mid-2018. But let's go back to the beginning of 2017, where I have jumped on a plane to Bali. My ex and I have decided to separate and my life officially falls apart. And, you know, I thought that the ma- the breakdown of my marriage was because I was wanting to find a relationship that would provide a deeper emotional connection But actually what I didn't realize is that by embarking on a journey to discover a more emotionally intimate relationship, I was going to have to deal with all the childhood trauma that was stopping me from being worthy of a more emotionally intimate relationship. And so began the most excruciating part of my healing journey that lasted for many, many, many years, but also my complete awakening and I am sure that there is much more to come in terms of my spiritual gifts uh, deepening and strengthening but let's track to Bali Ubud in particular so it's kind of like in the center of Bali in the forest you may have seen pictures of of all the monkey forests and things like that but basically when I arrived there it was like a it's like a spiritual mecca in particular Ubud and I was instantly submerged in all of the magic that Ubud had to offer like you name it I did it howling at the moon dancing with abandon under the stars chocolate and sensual massage nights epic sound baths in the pyramids of chi tantra workshops yoga yoni egg initiations breath work meditation I went vegan I I did juice cleanses, ecstatic dance, ceremonial bathing at the water temple. I did I took a cranial sacral biodynamics course with an incredible practitioner called Adolf Brown, and if you are ever in Ubud, I have sent friends to him and they have all had mind-blowing experiences as I did when I worked with him, which is what ultimately what drew me back to studying with him. So that's where I did my cranial sacral training. And of course, uh, because of the exchange rate, I was very blessed to be able to have massages every day pretty much. I also even managed to collide with a spiritual guru of sorts um, and ended up being taxied deep into the middle of nowhere and he performed some kind of weird energy healing on me. And <laughs> that was that experience, uh, while I'm not necessarily questioning his gifts, it certainly did feel like someone who prays, uh, I don't want to say prays because his intentions were good, but he knew that a lot of people come to Bali soul searching and they're looking to have that Elizabeth Gilbert experience (laughs) with their eat, pray, love, where she, um, has her guru that she speaks to and he gives her a lot of guidance. And I think that this particular, I mean, I don't want to call him a guru, but I don't know what else to call him. Um, anyway, this man dressed in robes, Uh, you know, he, he spoke to me and he said, Oh, do you do Reiki? I'm sensing your energy. And, and then he took me down to the water temple to get blessed. Um, I think I went to the temple like three times while I was there. It was so beautiful, but he took me to a different one. I hadn't been to before. And then he, uh, took me to his, uh, office or home which was you know i'm in this taxi heading god knows where and i was like oh this probably isn't the best idea no one knows where i am (laughs) and i have no reception on my phone but you know what i did end up getting a healing from him and then of course he tried to sell me on uh, a kind of like a mentorship with him and at that point i i listened to what he had to offer and for me that was the moment of realization where i was like yeah you know what um It's not that I don't need mentorship or guidance, but I I at that point was at a certain level of my own spiritual uh, journey and study of healing modalities and needed someone who met me in that space. I didn't feel like this person did, so I quickly let him go. But all in all, Bali was this experience of me coming home, coming back to spirit in the way you know I knew existed through reading all of these self-help books and studying you know the courses that I previously mentioned and you know the few people that I had in my life who were connected to the other side but up until that point I really didn't know that there were many 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 people like me and many seekers and many people looking to connect with the other side in the same way that I did. Um, so Bali was just, obviously I was in a great deal of pain with my marriage breaking down. Um, we can't overlook that. Like I honestly was a complete mess. But at the same time, I I had access to all of these things that were like a salve to my wounds. Um And I met someone on the plane actually over to Bali and her name is Eli Walker. And if you uh, check out the blog on our website, I've actually I've written the first blog, um, The Birth of Urban Ascension, and I need to write part two. But Eli actually features in part one because she was instrumental in The Birth of Urban Ascension because I met her. We instantly connected. We both had a theatre background. We both, uh, she was a very well-established yoga teacher coming to Bali to do a retreat. And we just connected so much, we decided to do a retreat together. But at this point, I was like, I haven't actually studied yoga. I have done it for many years through my acting training. That was where I first developed my practice. Um, And I'd been a dancer my whole life. I was very versed in my body and yoga felt very natural to me but in terms of uh actual the actual study I hadn't done it yet which was quite odd but I you know when the student is ready the teacher appears so it was deciding to do a retreat with Eli I was going to assist her um that made me decide to go home to America well back to America and study with uh, a teacher who I had been just adoring for a while and going to all of her classes her name is Jana Roma and she is a very dear mentor to me and I uh, will I am recording an episode with her soon and I'm going to tell you the cool story about how she came into my life so I won't go into it here but I saw that she was doing a yoga teacher training and so I only had enough um, in Bali you can I think you can do the normal 30-day visa or you can pay $10 or something like that on entry and, and extend that to like 60 days but if you want to stay longer than that you need to leave the country and all of those things and I think after two or three months anyway I did go to Singapore at one point so I must have I must have extended my visa Anywho, once I locked into the idea of doing my yoga teacher training, I was back to Venice and I was immersing myself in that. And that was, oh gosh, it was such an incredible experience. And you'll see that most of the people I've interviewed so far on the podcast have all been these incredible power powerhouse women who were who I met through this incredible container of this final 200 hour yoga teacher training that Jana Roma taught I was lucky enough to be one of her last students in a 200 hour teacher training and the whole experience was very magical and very man it put me through the ringer it absolutely put me through the ringer and I opened up in so many ways and met so many wonderful people um but off the back of that oh actually so during this time i decided i was going to become a yoga influencer (laughs) and this is back when instagram was literally just photos and i i divined the name urban ascension it just hit me one day clear as clear as a bell i was like okay that is the name of my company I'm going to be a yoga influencer and I think I diligently posted for about six months but pretty quickly realised that um, that wasn't the pathway for me. So I put that aside for a bit but during that time I also felt very drawn to the chakra system which I'd always kind of heard about but it was a training with Jana that kind of got me to think about it a bit deeper and there was something inside me. That just knew I would be building my company around the chakras and around uh, the chakras as a healing modality and as a way of people understanding themselves. And obviously, when you understand yourself, you experience self-awareness, which is leads to growth and change and moving people forwards. And of course, the energy aspect of it. Um, which I'd touched on through Reiki and other things previously, uh, aligned with the fact that each chakra um, speaks to an entirely different part of our psychology and physiology, made it uh, the perfect thing, I think, for me to really um, turn my hand to. So I went to New York and I studied with the Queen, the queen of the chakra system in the Western world, Anadaya Judith. She's the person who has most comprehensively introduced the chakra system to the Western world. She's uh, incredible and has many, 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 many books. I could only hope to devour them all. So I went to New York and I studied with her. And that kind of got me through to the end of 2017. In the beginning of 2018, my journey took a little bit of a turn. Initially, I opened by studying uh, yoga nidra, which is a beautiful meditation practice called yogic sleep. And so Jana was running a yoga nidra training and I jumped on board and I did that. And that in itself was very, very spiritual. Um, I kind of had all kinds of out-of-body experiences doing that training Um, yoga nidra is a beautiful meditation that you get to do lying down and you close your eyes you pop your earbuds in and you listen to a guide talk you through uh, this process that takes you down into the theta brainwave state where you start to deeply relax the parasympathetic nervous system so you can heal so that you get out of fight and flight and you go into rest and digest and you start to heal and you give your body the memory and the experience of true and deep relaxation but you also access your subconscious mind and in from that place you can start reprogramming the negative thought patterns that have been holding you back. So it's a pretty phenomenal practice. I do it most days and I will be releasing my own chakra nidra meditations very soon. I'm excited about them. More about that later. But 2018 started off with me doing that and also studying with Kat Valaine, uh, doing a, a katona yoga, um, sort of 40 40 hours I think it was just a mini training but I really love Katona yoga because it's a whole it's a whole other thing that we don't need to talk about now. I actually would love to get one of the Katona girls on the podcast to discuss um, the evolution of Katona yoga. Um, Anywho I'm studying these things and I'm also starting to have uh, experiences of psychic attacks let's call it that where i haven't yet learned how to protect my energy and now moving in these very sort of spiritual circles and i'm very open i'm starting to experience all kinds of people hooking into my spiritual channel um, entities and i'm going back to Regularly for sessions and saying, Help me, clear me. And each time I see her, I'm learning more and more techniques and I'm getting stronger and stronger in my own energy field. But it did get to a point in 2018 uh, where my divorce had come through and uh, there was this sense of freedom, but also this great sense of fear that was penetrating everything I was doing because suddenly I was 38 and that was the age. I was meant to start having babies and instead I was now divorced and I knew that that process was a huge risk in terms of ever creating my own family. Um, And that I'm going to go into because there's a whole other journey there that I'm excited to tell you about. Um, So much to talk about, but staying on track. I'm jumping in here because I want to ask you a question. Have you ever considered coaching and energy clearing as an option to support your personal healing journey? We often turn to therapy for unpacking the past, but what about what you want to create for your future? Coaching is a great tool for defining the action steps that will move you forward, and energy clearing removes the resistance to those action steps. So my unique offering called The Blend, which is a combination of the two, can be complementary to your deep dive into past traumas with your therapist or used as a tool on its own to radically strip away the energetics that no longer serve you so you can consciously define the parameters of your life. Because most people's lives are defined by the parameters of their mind, not the other way around. Coaching and energy clearing makes conscious what is unconscious so that you're no longer a servant to your outdated protective programming, noisy thought patterns and family energetics. So if you'd like to learn more about the blend and how it could support you transitioning into a more fulfilled version of yourself and your life, go to our website, which is also listed in the show notes of this episode at www urbanascensionco that's C-O, not .com, and schedule a free half-hour discovery call with me. I'd love to chat about what's holding you back and how I can help you move forward. 2018, I'm kind of in this weird place of spiritual awakening and I've just met a whole new fabulous circle of friends. um, uh, Most of them were musicians in L.A., and of course, they lived a very different life to the one that I'd lived with my ex. He was like quite a big businessman up at the crack of dawn working all day. You know, we're in bed by 9.30, 10 o'clock each night, which is most people's lives. But if you roll with musicians, they work at night and they may finish their show around 10 or 11. And then they want to hang out afterwards. And, you know, before you know it, it's 3am in the morning. And then you're sleeping until 11 and you're getting up and doing it all over again so i kind of fell in with this crew at just the right time because i absolutely needed to kind of blow out after everything i'd been through and i also needed to come back down to earth i'd kind of i'd kind of gone you know pretty high i'd opened up a lot of channels and i really needed to start grounding And what actually happened is one morning, I'd somehow, um, I will do an episode around psychic attacks and entities and things like that. But I had an entity that I was wrestling with. It was like 5.30 in the morning and I woke up and this damn thing was doing its thing. Let's just say that. And I was adamant that I wasn't going to need to reach out to Antea, my energy healer and guide to get her to clear it. I was like, I am going to get this goddamn thing myself and I will not rest and so I battled this thing for like hours and finally I cleared it and at that point I kind of was like I'm over this I'm exhausted I just want I just want it all to go away I just I basically told the universe to f off and I shut it all down like I've never done that before but I shut it all down all of my psychic senses, all, everything. It was like, I don't know, I didn't realise it was that easy (laughs) to be able to just say go away and I don't think it is but I do believe that the universe heard a desperate plea and also knew that it was important. I had an experience of what it was like to have time without any of these abilities so I could ultimately embrace them. But in this moment I was so angry I was so angry and I just told the universe to F off. And I was like, I don't want this life anymore. And you know what it did? Everything went quiet and it was so nice. I was like, oh, I'm not feeling everybody else in the room right now. And I'm not, I don't know. It just, I just felt really like on the ground and just, it was kind of awesome. And I just partied. I just partied for like five months. I just partied in a way that I never had at university because I was very focused on acting and everything came second to me and my acting. And so, absolutely, I had a good time. But mentally, I was so kind of um, anxious around that, and always, yeah. I think I've just been always driven toward my goals, and I've never wanted anything to compromise that. And so, I do let off steam, and I do have a good time, but. I never really partied the way I did in this 5 months. And it was the most incredible time in Venice. It was just this perfect summer. It was amazing, but at the end of it, I um I was like, "Wait a second. There's been no magic. There's been no There's been no signs. There's been no synchronicities. There's been no little like kisses from the universe, no sparkles. There's been no you know, I think, oh, you know, I'd love for this to happen. And then bam, I walk down the street and someone says, hey, do you want to do this? And I'm like, my God, I was just thinking about that. Like, I didn't realize how on flow my life was until I let it all go. And so that was the moment when I was like, "Mm, okay, I get it now. All right, you can come back. And the other thing that happened is um, I went back to church, and I know that you from if you've listened to episode one, this whole journey kicked off. Kind of my initial awakening was the moment when I was ten and I was in church and I was like, "Oh, this is all a lie," and up until that point, I'd kind of struggled. I I could say the universe, but I'd struggled to define something other than us or that greater unknown as God. Uh, I think I, you know, had definitely uh, linked God to my trauma. Let's put it that way. (laughs) And I went back to church. Um, A lot of these musicians themselves had grown up in religious families and, um, There was a lot of just Christian talk around me that I'd never experienced before really either. Um, And so I was curious and I went back and the speaker was wonderful and he was presenting the message in a way that was very much like reading one of the self-help books. And I was like, wow, this is the same thing. And then, of course, when they do the worship, like that – Uh, When the music just, it's designed obviously to heighten your senses and to help um, open you up to the spiritual connection with something greater than yourself, which they call God and you might call universe. But in that moment when I was experiencing worship, I was absolutely connecting to God and the universe. And I was like, oh. It's all the same and something in my heart just healed. And I went back to church maybe three or four more times, maybe like, yeah, maybe eight times all up. But I ultimately didn't feel the call to continue pursuing that. Um, But absolutely, it was a beautiful reconciliation for me to go back. Um, And around this time, also, I decided I was going to be celibate for a year because I'd, uh, you know, from the age of 16 I'd been in uh, deeply sexual relationships and I'd had my my high school boyfriend for like six years on and off and then my university boyfriend for like two years, one or two, one, one to two years. And then it wasn't long that I met my ex-husband after that and, of course, there were other guys in between because I was young and there were just guys everywhere when you're young <laughs> and... And I realized that I didn't, I don't think I, since I was the age of 16, that I'd gone longer than three months without having sex. And I'm a very physical person and I really enjoy it. So I, I just asked myself the question, who am I without a man inside my body? And I decided to find out. So all of this is happening. I, um, had said no to spirit but then I'd gone back to church and experienced God all the while I'm being celibate and just kind of coming back to me and healing some boundaries. And I think this is probably more part of my healing journey. Anyway, I'm getting off track. So by the end of 2018, I um, had reinvited spirit back into my life. I had also started doing Reiki sessions just with all of my friends, people were coming over and I just started doing Reiki in my home and I was really enjoying doing that. And 2019 kind of uh, went along the same way. I ended up moving out into my own place in the middle of Hollywood. I called it the Fairy Den and it was wonderful because I didn't have a cup, a spoon, a fork, a chair. I had nothing to my name. So I literally got to design that place from scratch and it was an incredible experience and I loved it so much but what it actually represented was a very safe place which was my energy I set the energy and when I left the home I would come back and the energy would still be the same I didn't have anybody else in that space permeating it with their energy so I really got to get strong in my own energy Uh, I continued doing Reiki sessions, I continued kind of building Urban Ascension, but then 2020 happened and this is when things really went crazy. I am living alone and obviously isolated in the middle of Hollywood, we've got the riots going on all around me. Um... Things were a bit wild. I was also turning 40 and that was kind of pressing on my spirit a lot. And I I had all these goals that I wanted to achieve by the time I was 40, Mm -hmm. i.e. have a baby and make a feature film and fall in love again. None of them had happened. Pretty much the exact opposite. Like my entire life had retracted away from those things. So there was a lot I was going through emotionally. But 2020 was pretty wild because I'd gone home for Christmas I and it was this the fires at the moment we're in the floods in Australia, but this was the year of the, the horrendous fires, the bushfires that ripped through the land and took many, many lives, many animals, many homes. It was devastating. And for the six weeks that I was home, I the sky looked like an apocalypse. It was a grey sky with an orange sun every single day and out of six weeks I think I only saw uh four days of a clear sky it was a lot I also experienced during this time right before I was due to come back to America at the beginning of 2020 uh a a sexual inappropriateness with someone close to me that actually triggered all my trauma so I kind of got on the plane feeling like I'm really glad to just get back to America except when I arrived and I was about to um catch up with my ex. You know, we're still good friends. And he was going to come over for a dinner party that I was hosting. And he said, Oh, you know, I just need to tell you something. And I was like, what is it? And I said, look, I'm pretty, I've got a lot going on right now. I just need a bit of a break. But like, let's chat, you know, after the dinner party. And he was like, no, it's important. And that was when he revealed to me that he um and my energy healer had started seeing each other. And in that moment, it I like it felt like my church had burnt down. Like there was it was a pretty let's just say it was one of the biggest ego deaths I have ever lived through. And I like I said, I'm gonna have Entea on the podcast. And you know, it'd be really cool to even do an episode with my ex if he was open to it and Entea, because I think that a lot of people are weirded out by the fact that we're actually all still really good friends. And people are like, how do you do that? And I I don't know. I love those two people so damn much that I can't imagine my life without them. And I'm so grateful in a way that my ex did move forward with Antea because she's so welcoming of me still having my friendship with him. So that's a whole other thing that I really want to explore. But in the moment, 2020, fires, sexual inappropriateness, impending lockdown, impending 40, and I've just been dropped into this news. And it was a pretty intense time. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) But again, opening me up, clearing out the channel, clearing out the trauma. And so we worked through that and we got through it, and then we're in lockdown, and I decide I'm going to do, this is in preparation for turning 40, I'm going to do a three-day fast. And I I don't recommend that anybody do this without seeking medical advice. This was something that I felt called to do. And it was something, having done a lot of juice cleanses and trying veganism and all sorts of different things. I was looking for a way to completely clear my system and I had a friend who'd done a 10-day fast which I was incredibly inspired by not she did that not too long before I did the three-day fast and I was like let me just do three days but I was kind of shocked at what happened because I was buzzing at the end of it I thought oh I'm gonna have to go to bed early every night and sleep but I didn't need sleep. It was so weird. I was on a whole other energy level. And I think that the fast definitely catapulted me into a new energetic space. And then also I decided that I would do, uh, because we're all locked down and the world was ending and everyone was, you know, um, very anxious And I couldn't do what it is I needed to do, which was, I was like, wow, I have this skill and I can't help anybody. And I thought, well, what if I do distance Reiki? And that was the thing, you know, I had no idea if I could do it. I just put a call out on Instagram and I said, you know, I really want to help people. I have nothing else to do. I'm here alone in my house and I'm completely locked down in LA. I would love to do distance Reiki sessions. And about 30 people got back to me. And so I did 30 free distance reggae sessions, not knowing if I actually could do this, (laughs) but it was really interesting because some people I'd never even met. They just responded. And I said, just send me a photo. And I remember I created a little altar and I sat down at my altar and I would call in the person um, via their photograph. And I just suddenly could I, I I mean I want to say see but I'm I wouldn't say I'm necessarily um clairvoyant in that way I don't I don't know how to explain it but it's like I just suddenly understood their energy I would I would start feeling their I would work my way through their chakras and I would feel where it was blocked what needed to be cleared and images would come in or songs would come in like um for example i was working on someone's heart chakra and then i saw a record spinning and i heard the song you spin me right round baby right round and i was like oh because in the heart chakra there's a lot of grief and this person is just playing an old record over and over and over and then i was able to clear that and Suddenly I was just putting all these pieces together and I was kind of I was having a lot of fun doing it. It was also a little bit draining initially because I hadn't quite learned how to, you know, necessarily let go of all of these energies after I worked with them. But it was that was it like (laughs) this whole three part series is leading you to this moment But then, uh, yeah, there was a lot of other crazy stuff that happened during that time as my spiritual channel just completely opened. And obviously there was a lot happening energetically um, through that time. Uh, But, oh, I forgot. I was about to reference one of the things I was going to tell you guys, but it just completely slipped my mind. So it mustn't be the right time. However, I was fully awakened through that process. And then that is how I became an energy healer. That is, well, a distance energy healer. And I actually prefer doing distance now because I get so many more messages. There's something about when I have my hands on someone that I'm, because I'm such a visceral person as well, I just it's a different experience. Like I'm feeling into people physically and I'm like, oh, okay, this muscle and this muscle and oh, I feel a block here. And it is energetic, but it's not the same. Like I have a lot, all my psychic gifts come online when I work distance wise. Um, So I guess that is bringing me to the close of part three of how I became an energy healer. I really wish I could remember that thing I just forgot. I feel like it was like, the the punchline to the joke you know I mean this isn't a joke but you know what I mean like I feel like that was the thing that was going to wrap everything up in a bow and now I can't remember it and it's kind of a little bit of an anticlimax. <laughs> but sorry guys <laughs> so that is the story of how I became an energy healer uh it was really it was really 2020 uh, when I stepped into doing distance sessions and everything just came online. And since then I've just been working that muscle and getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Um, And so yeah, distance healing is what I offer now. It's one of my offerings and you can jump online on my website and check that out. If it's something that you feel called to do, if you feel like um, you need basically everything that you're seeing as a physical manifestation in your life has started on the energetic plane first. And so we will chat for half an hour and, uh, you know, or to an hour, just depending on how much we need to talk about. And I get a really good feel for you and what you're working through. And then uh, I just tap into your system uh, over a distance and I start working with the energies. And you'll be surprised at what pops up to be cleared. A lot of stuff from childhood comes up a lot of stuff from past lives comes up um, and it's a really beautiful experience. I And I do ultimately feel blessed to have this gift. It's just been a bit of a crazy ride getting here and and cleaning it up, you know, cleaning it up and being able to work clearly and with um, the right intentions and without enmeshing myself and getting caught up in other people's stuff. So. That's part three, guys, of how I became an energy healer. I hope you enjoyed it. And as you can tell, I've got many more stories to tell you. I've lived a very colorful life, but we'll leave it there for today. So thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode has inspired you to keep going on what can sometimes be a tough road to inner peace and true happiness. If you want to dive deeper into what we talked about today, go to thehealingcocoon.co for show notes and all things personal growth. And don't forget, if you're loving The Healing Cocoon, then put that love into action and subscribe, rate and review on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you download your podcasts. And until next time, my friends, let's rise and shine together.